Before we begin today's program, I'm going to do something that's a little bit uncharacteristic for me, and that is to drift over from business to politics. But this is an exceptional time. As a podcaster, I want to add my voice to those who are condemning the tragic murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many others at the hands of the police. To be silent is to be complicit, and I believe that black lives matter. And I believe that I and anyone who has a community willing to listen needs to use that platform to speak out against injustice wherever and whenever we are witness to it. This is not going to change because of one podcast or one protest rally. It is going to require a concerted effort over an extended period of time. And so today, make a decision to participate in the movement. Contact your legislators and encourage them to enact change. Make contributions to organizations that are leading the charge for change. We have an opportunity to create a better world, and that starts today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I am, I'm just in the best mood because I get to hang out with somebody that I really enjoy. Brian Kaplan helps entrepreneurs build bigger, better businesses. He's a national speaker for Grow with Google, an award-winning CEO of Brian Kaplan Marketing, and host of the Bigger Better Biz channel on YouTube. He travels the country when we're not dealing with quarantine, presenting a wide range of digital marketing topics to help small businesses grow and succeed. Brian and I, gosh, we've met maybe eight or nine years ago, and I have loved having conversations with Brian because I always learn something new, and I know you will as well. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. You know, I got to tell you, really, when we get together, it's like getting together with family. I just want to, right now, I, I wish I could just reach through the screen and give you a hug. I will take that as a hug because I think we approach business very similarly. We have some similarities in our backgrounds, but we also have some very different expertises. And today I want to pick your brain a little bit about something that you are so knowledgeable about, and that's reviews, online reviews. Okay. Yeah, pick away. So talk to me about why you think online reviews are so important for small business owners. Okay, easy. There's two reasons, right? So let's let's break it down to a very elementary level. When we're thinking about reviews, it's this idea called social proof. Social proof is a psychological phenomenon. And I'll give you a very basic example. When I feed my kids dinner, Olivia's five, Bryce's three, right? They haven't been yeah. jaded or tainted by marketing and advertising and all the things that we see. They might watch YouTube and stuff, but at the end of the day, they're just kids. Well, when I cook a meal like spaghetti and meatballs and I serve them two plates identical, they're both looking at it and Bryce says, no, 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 I don't want that. And I look at Olivia, I say, Olivia, it's, it's delicious. I put the garlic salt that you like and a little bit of olive oil. You're going to love it. Well, Livy starts eating it and then Bryce watches her and I say, Livy, do you like it? I get the thumbs up. That right there is social proof. 
And guess what Bryce does? He tastes. Oh, he tastes and then he starts shoveling it in his mouth because his sister likes it. So he's got to like it. Absolutely. And that social proof carries into all sorts of human interactions. Somebody laughs during a comedy act and suddenly everyone laughs. One woman chooses a dress and suddenly that becomes the dress everyone wears. Oh, great one for you. Elevators. We walk in facing everyone, but then we have to about face because everybody's facing the door. So that's social proof right there. We feel off if we're not doing and complying with what social norms are telling us to do. So that's why reviews are so important because even though it's a stranger and you don't know who it is from Adam, they could be anyone that leaves a review. If there are enough reviews, enough volume, and enough stars telling you that this is going to be a good experience, then, hey, you're going to get in that elevator and turn around too and buy the product or service. Okay, you got me sold. I know I need reviews, but that's kind of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, as long as people are writing great reviews, my life is wonderful. But how do you balance, how do you, number one, solicit reviews from your happy customers, and then we'll come back and talk about the reviews from the not-so-happy customers. So that's a really good question, and I think back up a step and think about where you need to collect your reviews. Now, there are the big three review sites, Yelp, Facebook, Google, and then if you go to four, Better Business Bureau. Those are the four big review sites. Now, when we're talking about collecting reviews, of course, we want to get our customers to leave a review when they are overjoyed. They've had an amazing experience, right? And that's what we're talking about right now. So it has to do with timing. It has to do with prompting them at a certain time. If I'm a real estate agent, I'm going to ask for a review right after they receive the keys at the closing table. If I'm uh, in a restaurant setting, right? And even now, of course, you were talking about quarantining and staying at home. Well, socially distanced, someone's at a table. They just had their first meal after being home for two months. They got served. It's just like an experience that we now recognize and appreciate. That's when the server comes and says, hey, Could you help us to grab more business by leaving a review about your experience here? So timing really does get into it. And the other other aspect of that is prompting. My dad always taught me the worst thing they can say is no. And really the worst thing you can do as a marketer or business owner is not ask. So more people are going to leave you a review. They're more apt to leave you a review if you prompt them to do so. So that's really an important factor in getting reviews. Absolutely. And that's really good advice. Too often we wait too long to ask for the review. We started sending a request to customers when we finished their website and we sent them their final checklist. Here's all your credentials. Make sure you save all this information. And oh, by the way, here's a link to leave a review. And for us, that seemed to be a wonderful time to get in their face while they were still excited about the whole process. Yeah, and while you're still top of mind, because once the website's launched, in your case, a week later, two weeks later, other things are happening. Life's happening. So it's now it's uh, uh, another task they have to do instead of something they're happy to do because they've been overjoyed and they've received such a great experience. Absolutely. Okay, so that's the happy side of reviews. Let's talk about the not-so-happy side. When somebody... When you have disappointed a customer, whether it was really your fault 
or not, there is a, a disappointed customer out there. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, first off, I always get the question, how do I remove negative reviews? <laughs> right? That's that's what everybody asks. Oh, I got a negative review on Google. How do I remove it? You don't. Right? And I made a video on this on my YouTube channel because people were asking so much. I was like, I got to just nip this in the bud and give them an answer. So here's the deal. People are actually looking at your negative reviews because it helps build credibility for your brand. Not everyone's going to have a positive experience. We know that. And there are some people who are so tuned in to having a negative experience. That's the only way they can communicate. So fortunately, you know, when people are doing their due diligence and they're clicking around, what research has shown is that eight out of 10 shoppers specifically seek out negative reviews. They want to see how bad the situation can be. And they also want to see, okay, how many negative reviews do you have compared and contrasted to your positive reviews? They also want to see how you reply to those reviews. So to answer that question, can I remove a negative review? No, you can't, but I'm going to tell you what you can do. One, you're going to reply to it. And actually, if you don't mind, Lorraine, I'm going to give you, I came up with the four P's mm-hmm. of review response for negative reviews. So I'm going to share those with your, your listeners. Great. So the four P's of negative review response, the first one is to be prompt. Don't, don't just sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not there. Don't turn a blind eye. You can't. This is there. It's going to live in perpetuity. So what you want to do is respond within 12 to 24 hours. The sooner you can do it, the better. The sooner you do it, it shows that you have control over your digital reputation and you're owning your reputation. So that's number one, prompt. Number two is to be positive. Do not get in a cat fight here. This is something where someone's insulting your brand, which really is a part of you because of your blood, sweat, and tears going into it. But they've just had a negative experience with your brand. So what you have to do is back up, take a second and say, okay, let's look at the facts here. And then you want to respond positively. The first thing you're going to do is thank them for their feedback because feedback is a gift. Mm -hmm. So we've got prompt, positive. Number three, professional. You've got to be professional, meaning good spelling, good grammar. And also a lot of people don't realize this. I was taught this back in high school in English class. But think about um, if you've ever read a book. Shakespeare did this a lot. If you read different sonnets by Shakespeare, if he wrote in short sentences, it was almost likened to a stabbing. So short, choppy sentences show that you're taking it personally, that you're offended and you almost are like jabbing them. You don't want to do that. Instead, you want to write in long flowing sentences. Thank you so much for your feedback, comma. We really appreciate it. So those types of things show that, you know, it's a little bit more lyrical and it also shows that it's okay. We got this. So that's number three, professional. So we've done prompt, positive, professional. And the fourth P, pick up the darn phone. Mm. If you know their cell phone number, if you have their email address, if you can contact them on social media or you see them live, socially distanced, then (laughs) you can actually... Talk to them and try to resolve the dispute. Most of the time when people write a negative review, they just want to be heard. That's it. They just want to voice their opinion and have the business owner hear them, 
appreciate what they're saying and do something in response. So try to take it offline so that then you can resolve it. And then hopefully this is where the good thing comes in. Either they change their review from a one, two or three star to four and five, or they delete their review to help your review score go up. Awesome. That is such good advice. I And I love the four Ps because I think it's really easy to remember. I always tell people that you have to treat your online reviews like the lobby of your office. And if somebody came into your business and they were angry and they were yelling, the first thing you would do would be to try to move them somewhere where you could have a quieter, calmer, more intimate conversation. I'm sorry you're disappointed. Can we go into my office and talk about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that really hits on, I think, all the things that you say. It's, it's prompt. Let's diffuse the situation. You can say, I'm sorry you're not happy. And that doesn't have to mean, I'm sorry we did something wrong. Those are two different things. And I think that's something that businesses struggle with a little bit. They think, well, if I apologize, then I'm showing that I screwed up. And a great way to do that, uh, a good sentence and transition, I'm sorry we didn't meet your expectations. Mm -hmm. Because then if these people, the consumers too are going to read these reviews, they can even click on Google. They can click on that person's name and see all the reviews that they've written. So they can see if this person just writes one or two star reviews and just dogs companies. Mm-hmm. Most most consumers, they're going to look at the two, three, and four star reviews because one, you know, they might just be totally off their rocker. Fives, they might be friends or family. Mm-hmm. So we want to look at the two, three, fours and see, okay, what's really happening in between that could happen to me as a consumer? Right. People are smarter. If you maintain the positive professional, I think you're going to come out ahead. Yeah. Brian, this has been awesome. You've you've really given my audience some great things to think about as they're mapping out their review strategy. Thanks so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to teach and serve. Well, I'm going to encourage everybody to learn more about you and the things that you do. There'll be a link to briancaplan.com. And I understand you've got a great online uh, community. They can head over to briancaplan.com slash join and look into that as well. Yep. We've basically in response to COVID, one of the things is as a speaker for Grow With Google, I've met a lot of businesses and stayed in touch with them and I'm getting a lot of questions. So what we did is created a free online community called The Inner Circle where people can join by going to briancaplan.com slash join. Totally free. They just give us their email address and we start teaching them and giving them ideas and really kind of helping them stimulate marketing strategy through email. Awesome. Brian, fabulous, fabulous. Thanks again. And we will have to get together soon when all of this is over. I'd love that. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about all sorts of topics related to running a small business in the digital age, be sure to check out the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com and look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.